In this episode of Business of E-Commerce, I talk about the difference between domestic and international dropshipping. This is a Business of E-Commerce, episode 48. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulesky. I'm here today to talk a bit about the difference between domestic and international dropshippers. So I get this question all the time, talking to folks, reading online forums, customers that come into Sparkshipping, a lot of different, there's a lot of confusion around this. Um, I think the term dropshipping, first off, is used very broadly. So a lot of times when different people are talking about it, they're actually using uh, retail arbitrage, domestic dropshipping, international dropshipping, all kind of as just dropshipping. But there really are a lot of different ways dropshipping can be done. It's not a, a single thing, it's a way of filling orders. And it can be done different people in different places, in different ways, different methods. So just kind of want to compare and contrast a couple of those methods. First off, when we define international versus domestic, um, I'm obviously here in the US, but domestic is domestic to wherever you are. Locally, international is usually, let's say some examples will be AliExpress, Banggood, those sort of um, marketplaces that are international, you can go on, you can purchase a one-off product. Let's consider those international dropshippers. As for domestic, any sort of manufacturer or distributor that's willing to ship a single unit will consider a domestic dropshipper. So let's say you work, you know, there are some manufacturers where you have to fulfill, you have to uh, submit large orders. You can't just say, hey, ship one order to this third party over there. You need to actually go and 100, 100 units, 1,000 units and up. They only do that. So that's not dropshipping. That's obviously warehousing. What type of dropshipping? There are manufacturers and distributors here in the US, let's say, that will ship out a single product. Some of them will also give price breaks for larger orders, but they also might do dropshipping. Um, usually when you're talking to them, they don't quite call this dropshipping. So it's a little hard to know the difference sometimes and exactly who you're talking to, but it's more, will they send a single order direct to a consumer? And as far as international, those marketplaces that I mentioned, there's a bunch of other ones, but basically if you went to something like a Alibaba, for example, you have to generally purchase larger um, quantities. If you go to something like an AliExpress, a Banggood, you can pretty much just log into the site, submit one quantity one and ship it over there and they will ship it directly to that end user. So that's what we're talking about when we're saying international. So just to kind of, I think it's important to just to kind of set that straight at the beginning. So when we start using these terms, it's not, um, there's no confusion on, is this retail arbitrage? Is this with a, you know, what exactly are we talking about here? So I think always when you're talking about drop shipping, it's important to really define who is your vendor. And I always like the term vendor just because it could be a manufacturer, it could be a distributor, it could be, who knows, some people use it, the word vendor as another retailer. So you, so you ask someone, who's your vendor? And they say, Walmart and Target. And you go, okay, so you're doing retail arbitrage. And I go, um, yeah, it's drop shipping. And then you realize, okay, so your vendor is another retailer, that's retail arbitrage, fine. But let's just use the word generically vendor to kind of encompass um, you know, someone who will 
ship out orders or warehouse products. Now that we got that out of the way, what are the differences between international and domestic? And I'll go through a list of pros and cons just so we can kind of um, compare and contrast. And a lot of the pros in one side are actually the cons in the other and vice versa. So first, international dropshippers, the pros, super easy to get started. Um, a lot of times you don't even need to be a, a business technically. Um, this is something that if you just go on today, if you, know, if you have a friend, you send them the link, they can go purchase it. So a lot of times when people are doing international dropshipping, there's, no, there's not a barrier to get into it, which when you're starting off, it's nice, right? Because you don't, maybe you don't have an LLC form. You don't have a website that uh, looks professional. You don't have this all kind of going. If you want to get started quickly, you want to start selling some products. International dropship is allowed to do that. There's really very little barriers there, and they don't ask much up front. You just purchase with a credit card. Also, another nice part is something like an AliExpress has tons of products. So it's not like a niche where you go, I have to, you know, I'm picking this vendor and they're going to sell X type of product. AliExpress literally sells almost everything. It's like the Amazon of international dropshipping, and you can buy anything single units, so you don't have to really know initially where you want to niche into. You could try out a lot of different things, go from you know sporting goods to health and beauty to home goods and just bounce around and try to find something that you want to sell. So it allows you to do a lot of quick experimenting. So also really nice pro. Couple cons though. The pro that it's easy to get started, it's also one of its largest cons, right? Because it's easy to get started, which means there's not many barriers, right? So if you can get started in 10 minutes, that means anyone else can. And if anyone else can, you're gonna start competing on price. And if your goal is to sell into like a marketplace such as like an Amazon, and you're one of 40 people selling that particular listing, it's gonna be tough competition and you're gonna get beat up on price and there's not gonna be any margin left for you. So it's largest pro is also it's largest con. So just keep that in mind that if it's easy, anything that makes it easy for you to get started, makes it easy for everyone else to get started. Low barriers and the barriers for you initially uh, turn out to be good on the other side because that will keep competition away. So the slow shipping times, this is one of the biggest ones. Um, because they're international, you can be talking weeks. So you place an order, you, you receive an order, you place the order with them. You have to set expectations very accurately in the beginning that this could be two, three weeks before it gets to you. And in the world of Amazon and two day shipping and one day shipping, people aren't always used to, they, they don't even expect when you say weeks, sometimes they, you have to almost say it twice because they don't even hear it because they don't even think that weeks is a thing anymore. So set that expectation up front because a lot of folks will place an order, you know, on a Tuesday and expect it to be there in a couple of days and Friday rolls around, they go on vacation and they come to realize, oh, okay, it's, it's not even gonna arrive until after every turn from my vacation. So you really need to set that expectation up front or else you get a lot of unhappy customers. And then returns is the other, one of the other issues. When you're dealing with international um, dropshippers, there's not a very, they can get it to you in a couple of weeks, but then also the returns are a bit of a hassle. Um, and by a bit, it's pretty big hassle, right? Because who are you gonna send that back to? Are you gonna send it international? The shipping's probably gonna, a lot of these products are relatively low cost. So it's gonna eat up 
any margin and then some on top of that. Hope to get a refund. It's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks. Do you ask your retailer, your end users to send it directly to the vendors? Because that, you know, asking your end user, hey, can you drop this in and send it to uh, some, you know, somewhere overseas? A lot of folks get weird about that. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. And the other way of handling returns is someone returns it, they send it directly back to you. Um, unless you have any sort of real warehousing capability, you're basically going to be warehousing that in your garage at that point. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to be sending orders out. Those returns, if you can, if they're still in decent shape, if the package is still good, then you're going to have to try to resell those from your local place of business. So that's another thing to consider. Also, the quality is all over the place. Um, not that it's good, not that it's bad, but you just don't know. There's just not the kind of, there's not uh, quality controls in place where you'll come in day one and know, okay, the product I get today is exactly the same product I'm gonna get tomorrow and next month and next year. Like it's gonna be, that skew is gonna be exactly the same. It can fluctuate pretty wildly. Um, easy example, something in apparel where, you know, the stitching could be off, things like that. The sizes could be different. So the same ordering a large today and ordering a large shirt in two weeks from now, it could be a very, a very different large shirt. So keep that in mind that the quality control is just, it's not necessarily bad, but it's not necessarily, it's just not guaranteed. Also, one of the last points I'll mention is they don't really do volume discounts. So because now um, you're purchasing one-offs doesn't always mean that, you know, it's gonna be a, just a, a one-time thing. Let's say you find a product that actually sells now you're going to want to keep buying them every day. You might be getting, you know, five, 10, a hundred orders a day for that exact same skew, but the price stays the same. So even as you're ordering a hundred of these a day and you're sending them out, um, international drop shipping, the price typically is just exactly, you know, what it, what it is, is what it is. And there's no discounts on volume. So just something to consider. So next let's talk about domestic drop shippers. And like I said, a lot of the cons of international are actually the pros of domestic, right? So it is actually on some of them, not all, but on a lot of domestic drop shippers, it's much more difficult to get started. You need to provide them some sort of tax ID, some sort of show them, you know, you're in business, maybe even show them, here's my address, here's my website, here's a business phone number. A lot of them want to actually know you're in business and you're not just, you know, a guy that's or a girl that has just started off, you know, yesterday and you just want to, um, what's a good example? You know, it's not something, let's say you want a, a kegerator for a party. You want to go out and just purchase one kegerator and have it sent to your house. If you're going to a distributor or manufacturer locally, domestically, they're going to expect, okay, this is someone who's want to, wants to sell these to their retailers. They want to buy them every day. They want to keep buying them, right? This isn't someone who just wants to come buy one and they're done. So they're gonna make you jump through some hoops and you know, that's, it's good and bad, right? Because it's gonna take you longer to get started, but it's also gonna take everyone else longer to get started. And that's gonna weed out a lot of the competition that's not really serious as well. So people that come and just buy one or two, try it, and they're gonna be selling them basically at a break even or even a loss. You're not gonna have to compete with them because um, they're just, they're gonna give up in this process. So it turns out to be a pro faster shipping. A lot of the domestic guys, um, because they're domestic, uh, and this is in the US especially, 
they have warehouses across the US. They might have either one, you know, centrally located, or they might have East Coast, West Coast, Central, Southern, a few different fulfillment centers. You can send them an order. They'll decide, hey, which one of our warehouses has it in stock? What can, who can get it there the fastest with the cheapest shipping cost? Let's send it from that warehouse. So they can do a lot of that logistics that really speeds up shipping. So you know anywhere in the continental US, you can get it there in two to three days. A lot of them will give you that sort of guarantee. And that's not something you can get with an international vendor. Handling of returns. So this is something, again, you can choose to have them returns sent directly to you, but domestic drop dropshippers, domestic vendors will usually give you an option of doing something with returns, especially if it's something with, um, you know, the there's two types of returns, right? There's a return where the person just got the product, changed their mind. That's one thing. Usually the domestic guys will charge you with some sort of restocking fee, something like that. There's also the type of return where you send it to them, maybe it was defective, maybe it was broken transit, all sorts of things. They'll help you out with that. They may even help you file the claim with like a UPS or a FedEx. So there's a lot of different value add they'll kind of do of helping you with the whole returns process. And if it turns out to be their fault, if it's defective, it's a manufacturer, they'll take the product back, they'll send out a new one, usually no questions asked. And that's really nice for the consumer. So you don't have to say, hey, we, <laughs> you know, it's a defective product, wait another two weeks and we'll send you a new one and then hope that one's not also defective. So it's a lot nicer to be able to go to them and say, hey, you know, we understand we made a mistake, we're gonna overnight you on and it comes there the next day. And usually if you have a good relationship with your vendor, you can usually kind of get things overnighted or that sort of thing if they're defective. Huge plus. Quality control. And also it's, a lot of this is basically the inverse. The pros here are the inverse of the cons on the other side, of the international side. Quality control is something you know if you're dealing with the manufacturer, um, usually locally. You usually hope they have some sort of quality control in place where they're doing some basic, um, you know, testing of each unit especially when you're talking something a little more complicated, more electronics, that sort of thing. You wanna at least make sure some quality control went in place. Uh, also clothing, anything like that. You wanna make sure, you know, a, the, si the same size they ordered last week is the same size as next week. And that kind of quality control tells a lot to your consumers and they get to actually have some um, confidence that if they come back and buy again, it's gonna be the same product. Or, you know, when they buy the first time, it's actually gonna work as advertised. You're not going to have that huge amount of defective and kind of returns in that whole process because that chews up a ton of time and just resources. Volume discounts. That's kind of the last thing on this column. Like I said, exact inverse of the international. A lot of domestic manufacturers, you can negotiate volume discounts. And this isn't to say that you need to actually buy them in bulk. This is just to say if you're doing a lot of ordering with them, and usually they'll be they'll be on a per skew basis or a monthly kind of volume of X amount of dollars per month. And once you get over a certain tear, you usually fall into a different pricing category. So they might say for every, you know, X thousand, we're gonna drop you down this fraction of a percent on the pricing. And there's some formula and you can kind of negotiate with them. And that's pretty good once you start doing some volume, because then you can say, hey, maybe we're filling with these three different vendors. We can put all our volume in this one guy, this one vendor, he gives us great pricing and then drive down the price that way. So as you as you ramp up, you're able to get more profitable, which is 
fantastic. Some of the cons, um, and very similar to the pros on the international side, is it is more difficult to get started. Where, you know, if you're just adding off, uh, a lot of the domestic, the better domestic vendors won't just accept you as a new retailer. You usually need to have some sort of business going, something, something to show, hey, we're in business, we're serious, we're doing this, we have orders, we have some sort of volume. And what they don't want is to spend the time and the resources of setting up a new retailer, going through and doing credit reports and everything like that, just to find out oh, that they're, they're gonna send one order a month and that doesn't make them any money. So a lot of the domestic vendors do want to see some sort of track record up front and you're gonna to need to show that. There are some that will just kind of let you in the door, but those are typically the lower end ones, right? Where, you know, they're accepting everyone. It's a very, um, it is domestic, they have faster shipping times, but it's just like lower end and they just accept, you know, you submit an application and you have to talk to anyone, they just accept you. Little different. So usually the better vendors, the ones you want to actually get in touch with, do have some hurdles you have to jump through. And then last also, typically they start, when you're talking manufacturers, they start going in very niche. And maybe it's several niches, but it's limited, right? Where you can't just say, I'm just gonna sell anything and everything under the sun. Manufacturers typically manufacture product lines in different industries. So once you kind of pick, you know, hey, we wanna be in sporting goods, hunting and fishing, whatever it happens to be, there's certain manufacturers that do just that. So you need to know ahead of time, here's where I wanna be, here's the products I wanna sell, and then go with those vendors. So it is a longer road because you can't just jump in, you know, head first into the pool and start selling products tomorrow. You need to sit down, form a business, get the site going, say, okay, here's the industries we're targeting. Here's the domestic vendors. There is a process up front, but there are some pros on the other side. So it definitely will be a slower ramp up time. And what I see a lot is folks get started with international type drop shipping, sell a few products, find a niche they like, and then they find domestic vendors that can fill very similar products. And that way they get to do this nice hybrid approach where they're not, they're not upfront spending months and months and months getting a site set up and get a business up and doing all this stuff upfront just to find out, you know, hey, we actually want to be in a completely different industry or whatever it happens to be. But the international does allow you to test. Test to see is a, con is a concept something you want to be selling. Is this a type of product you're interested in? Is this type of industry you're interested in? Is this the type of consumer you as, as a retailer know how to reach? Because that's the important thing too. You know, maybe you like the product, you like the industry, but you're not really sure how to reach these, um, these consumers. So maybe you're selling medical devices and you turns out, you know, Facebook targeting isn't the best way of reaching those folks. Uh, maybe it is, but maybe it's not. But at least usually in kind of the international approach, you can test very quickly and you can run some experiments, run some advertising and say, okay, I know Facebook ads really well. Do these work for this type of product? Yes. Oh, okay. Let's sell a few products. We're selling it. We can see now let's drive down the cost. Let's find some domestic vendors that can help with this kind of fulfillment. So you can use that approach and just kind of know here are the benefits and here are the cons and let's, let's leverage those pros and then understand when it's time to flip, um, and move domestically, or maybe you never do Maybe you want to spread, you know, very wide, try lots of different products, do different, different things. And that's okay too. 
but as long as you kind of know the pros and cons and know that there are other ways of doing this. Um, drop shipping as a term, you hear everyone say drop shipper. It's not a thing in itself. It's not a, like a drop shipper isn't an actual thing. It's a fulfillment method, right? So manufacturers manufacture goods and they might provide drop shipping, but they're not necessarily a drop shipper or not drop shipper. They're just willing to do drop ship fulfillment. So it's just a vehicle of fulfillment. And that's something to keep in mind too. But this is, that's all this is. It's not a, uh, you're not actually looking for, you know, a drop shipper as like a, a person, as a organization. You're looking for a vendor that's willing to do drop ship fulfillment. And that's usually a better way of thinking about it. So I hope that helps. Also, I've recently moved to a new uh, location. So hopefully the, uh, the sound quality is good. If it's not right to me, we'll make some changes. And yeah, if you have any questions, definitely reach me on Twitter at Charles Powell or Charles at Business of E-Commerce. And I'm happy to hear from you. Um, email me, tweet me, definitely want to uh, chat more. So leave some comments too. Thanks.